0: Listening to the Pseudo Show on Sunrise Robot, where we interview artists of all kinds and learn about the work they do. Uh, I'm Mike Edwards, one of your hosts, and joining me as a co-host is Meredith Strathmore. Hey, y'all! And uh, we also have special guest this time, Rachel Cross. Hi. Welcome. Um, and so, a little background on on why Rachel's on the show. Um, she does some really cool stuff with costuming, and uh, so. Wonderbound is a is a contemporary ballet company here in Denver, and they do amazing stuff mixing art forms, and it's not just ballet, even though there's a very strong traditional ballet component, but they work with visual artists and musicians, and they put on these really amazing shows, and... Uh, their latest production, Marie, uh, is a contemporary take on the story of Marie Antoinette, and it, 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 it'll debut on February 14th at the Pace Center in Parker, and uh, following weekend, it'll be at the Pinnacle Charter School. And uh, so, Rachel, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. This is really fun.
0: <laughs> so you, you have a cool website over at RogueCostumes.com, and, and you're on Twitter at Rogue Costumes. Um, how did you get into costuming?
1: Um, I've been doing costuming and sewing since I was ten, and like um, my, my mom and my grandmother taught me. And um, but the the big technology boom happened, and I kind of got into that. So I was like, well, I'll do technology. And and then a friend called me; who was an actor, and he said, you know, please come design our show, because if you don't, they're going to get this other person, and they're terrible, and, which is really, it's kind of terrible, but it's kind of how I got every single job since, <laughs> of like, this person's terrible, you'll be great, so I so I told him, I was like, well, I've never designed a, a whole show, but, and he's like, it doesn't matter, just come, you're going to be awesome, and I was like, okay, so I came, and I started designing the show, and it was Your Good Man Charlie Brown. And uh, it was a small community theater, and in the middle of doing it, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. <laughs> I found my calling. I found, yeah. like, yeah, it's sort of, like, you know, because I did it as a kid, and then coming back to it as an adult, I was like, this is my jam. So that's how I got into it. Like, the phone call from the actor friend that's like, just get down here and talk to the president of the theater right now.
0: <laughs> and, awesome. Yeah. And so how long ago was that?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, nine years ago, I okay. think. Yeah, I think so. Nine years.
0: That's really cool. And so, and since then, you you, you got connected to Wonderbound at some point. So, how did yes. that come about?
1: Um, they had a, a, Well at the time It was Ballet Nouveau Colorado And there was a costume designer Who um, was working with um, Ballet Nouveau And Donna Garrett And she had to go to LA To work on a TV show And they needed I, I think it was I was a dresser right
2: It was for the Arvada for Center For the Arvada
1: Center Summerfest mm-hmm. And we need a dresser backstage And it was funny Because I almost didn't take it I'm like oh, I'm not really a dresser But like, Ballet Nouveau is so cool And, <laughs> and maybe I get my foot in the door and i used to see ballet nouveau postcards like at the gym i'd go to and i'd be like oh someday i'll work some more cool seriously <laughs> yeah. No. oh yeah totally the rock ballets um, yes poster oh yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was yeah so, so I am like I remember like looking at it wistfully like oh that's so cool
0: I was at one of those a I year or two back I could never do back that, that. Yeah. you did Bowie and yep.
1: yeah. Queen Ballet Queen. Yeah.
2: Bowie yeah. and NXS.
1: so so yeah I got asked to be a dresser and I was like okay I'll do it and I did it and then everybody liked me and I just sort of showed up with Ooh.
2: I have to interject okay, okay. people didn't like Rachel <laughs> we were in love with Rachel <laughs> suddenly like we had never had a costume mistress because true we just have one person on staff that handles the entire load of costuming and alterations and laundry and the upkeep and so we were accustomed to one person being quite overwhelmed Rachel comes in with like this Fanny pack of glory (laughs) That has like every instrument And tool that we had ever seen on a You know a tailor or a seamstress And she was just prepped Prepared, She was Ready on to top go. of everything. Yeah. And we were like swooning. Like, oh and, my goodness. And that was She's funny taking too care. because everyone
1: was swooning. And I'm like, I'm here to do the job, y'all. This is like yeah. what people, people is, do this is, in this
0: profession. This
1: <laughs> yes. What do you mean? I showed up to work. Like, that was my reality of like, yeah, I'm here to do the job. And then I hear all these stories and I'm like, who has been taking care of you? <laughs> like You've been so neglected. So terrible. Yeah,
2: I mean, she just took it up to an entirely new caliber. And yeah. like having someone, she would watch backstage. So in case anything happened on stage, we'd get into the wings and she'd be ready with needle and thread, ready to go. Wow. Which is so, it's a, it's a nice like safety blanket.
1: Yeah. So so Dawn was talking to our technical director and she's like, yeah. Or she was like, yeah, Rachel's really good. And he was like, yeah, but you know what she's really good at? Actually, she's a costume designer. And they're like, oh. And then Dawn invited me to dinner and we started talking about like my philosophy behind design and how I project manage the whole thing. And, and, and she was like, she, so they gave me a show. It was like, yep, let's do this. <laughs> yes. yes. And so they gave me love in the digital age and, um, and that was a really fun show. Um, that was built extremely quickly. Yes. Um, but it came out really, like, I was really happy with it. It was a beautiful original show. And then after that I got offered the rest of the season and then I've just kind of been here ever since. I'm like, everybody really likes me. Yes, <laughs> they like me. They really, really like me. <laughs> so, um, and what's fun too is that like Garrett likes. I've always loved ballet. I've always loved classical ballet, um, but classical ballet is, uh, as far as costuming, is very rigid. Um, there's rules to the to the costumes and a style and you can't add elements in that disrupt the, the line and the body position of the dancer mm-hmm. it's very, it's, it's, it's rigid it's like ballroom dancing is very regulated too so I was like this would be, if you just did this one little, oh my god just put some edge in it, like this would be <laughs> so cool and so that's one of the awesome things about working with contemporary ballet and that Garrett likes a little bit of a musical theater element which is actually my background that I I kind of incorporate the two and bring this I feel like I bring a little bit of a freshness to
0: a little bit more your play typical
1: to it. dance stuff. At yeah. least that's what I that's what I aspire to. So.
0: so, I think that's fascinating. So let's let's bring it back to Marie and uh, you know a ballet set in the late 1800s and uh, w- what's it like costuming for that? And I mean, granted, it's described as a contemporary take. So how mm. does that play into it?
1: Um, that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> um. um 18th century it's it's it was one of the most one of the most opulent times in human history Um, there are very few other periods that are as elaborate as this one Um, I mean when you really look at it it's like the hair and the hair decorations and the makeup and the dresses and then all the underpinnings to make the dresses look right and I mean it's just on and on and on and on and on and when we had first conceived of this show, Garrett and I were talking about, like, it wouldn't be 17th century, it'd be modern take on it with the content, with, with the music of that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I had first conceived of it, it was very modern. It had a couple little elements, like, that referenced the 17th century, but it was almost like, it was almost a little sci-fi. Um, very modern, very runway. Um, and I wanted to create this this um, sort of impression of, I mean, if you mat- if you looked at the pictures of the French court or watch Sofia Coppola's movie Marie Antoinette, and you see these grand uh, visions of all these people in costume. But, and i 'm like, "What in modern day is the parallel and runway shows are very much like that you know mm-hmm. oh, Valentino absolutely. and Gucci comes out and it 's like oh it 's it's a production it 's a production and it 's all mm-hmm. fabulous and so that was the modern parallel of Versailles for me. And so I wanted to create that runway impression of this glittering golden mm-hmm. ridiculous beautiful <laughs> extravagance <laughs> extravagance but then have it be modern. And then as we went through the process it actually became more 17th century. So we do have a lot of modern elements. We we go there and then we come back to the modern. So it's completely mixed. it's become the baroque fever dream it's like a little bit of everything we have we have tricorn hats but then we have um beautiful slacks for the men that we don't have the little knee breeches, and and then um we have vests that are 17th century length uh, length but they're they're more modern korean um designer cut vests and so so it's that that mix and trying Mm -hmm. to get that balance and there's there's so much.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask because it's not like you can just go to Goodwill and find you know 1700s clothing sitting no. around.
1: No, <laughs> you can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be
2: awesome. Or even fabrics, I'd imagine it would be hard to. You have to be very specific in what fabrics you choose.
1: Yes, um, definitely. Um, at, at some some things, I'd go like for the men's clothing. I would go shopping for vests and jackets that i could use as a base but then modify um just because uh, when did we start this we came back from christmas break and it was like yeah. second day week after of New Year's. January. Yeah, yeah january 2nd it was like it's been go time and so it's like how can i create this fabulous like, really really quick mm-hmm. and um so we got the jackets that i was like okay i like this line we can take this line and follow through and Put embroidery on it, and then the ladies actually. um, A lot of the fabric came from New York, and it's um, it's so (laughs) fancy, you know, (laughs) you know, you
2: know. (laughs) Um,
1: But it's all metallic brocades, so um, and they're all patterned and beautiful. And one of the reasons I picked the metallic brocades is because then I don't necessarily have to embellish a lot because there's already a lot going on, and it just creates this sort of shimmering impression. And and it's like, okay, make the dress, pump it out, put a little couple things mm-hmm. on, and then it's like you've you've created the entire product, but it's fast. Those are some of like the inside insights into making some of these.
0: So give us a ballpark. Like for a production like Marie, how many different pieces do you have to make?
1: This is our biggest show ever. Yes. Actually. Yes. Um, it, this is so big that this morning Garrett and I sat down and made a costume plot which is like a grid where you have the show from top to end and then the cast down the other side, and then what they're wearing and when. And yeah, We've never listener, had to do this before.
0: For the listeners, this looks like a giant spreadsheet. Like, yeah.
2: Yes. Like a Each one. And giant the scary grid. blue blocks are the quick changes. Yes. <laughs> so you see those and your heart kind of stops, and you're like, it's okay. <laughs> like, we'll get changed. We've
1: got a minute and a yeah, half. Oh, a
0: that's great. forever. Just take
1: that
2: one. Katy Perry up. did it in Kate, like two yeah. seconds in the Super Bowl. Exactly. And we have Rachel. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> Thanks, girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's no shark costumes.
2: I know. No no sharks. We don't have any dancing beach balls. Sharks.
1: But you know what? If you know that was asked for, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> we'll
0: like, make it would, work.
2: Dancing beach ball you ever saw.
1: We're gonna roll with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean there are so many pieces. I, we have a five minute break every hour in our rehearsal day. And I usually go back and, and bug Rachel and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? What you working on? That's pretty. Do I get to wear it? (laughs) It's usually along those lines. But every time, like every hour, she's working on something new. There's a giant hat with a birdcage and a bird inside of it swinging, swinging. (laughs) And then the next hour, it'll be like this beautiful feathered hat. And then it'll be like those vests of the men. And then these giant, what are the the big skirts that you put underneath?
1: Oh, um, it's a period um, undergarment, and it's it's called a pannier. In, in, in France, it was called a pannier. In England, it was called an improver. Oh, and it made your hips it really wide. Because like, it improves. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how they'd get the big hips. That was like the idealized version right. of beauty. Of
2: So she made some.
1: Just, hips. you know. And not only that, I mean... Some up. I'm gonna toot my own horn here. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Normally they're made out of canvas, and I I was I'm crazy pants when it comes to costumes, <laughs> so I've made them out of blue sparkle organza, which is really hard to work with
2: because it's it's thinner, it's, it's really
1: thin, it's see through, it's sparkly, and it it shifts all over the place. So you have to like control it, and um, I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> You let's just get into this it. mode where you're like, "Let's do it." I don't.
0: Yeah, let's see what happens. Like,
1: let's yeah. just abandon reason and just be awesome.
2: <laughs> and yeah, those awesome things come as a result. It's pretty crazy. We'll have to take you back there. Yeah, yeah, I'll just to to show you some
0: of that. Um, so, yeah, this is a period piece in air quotes, period piece. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like working with other periods of fashion? Is there a favorite <sighs> time period or something? Or oh
1: my gosh, there's so I have a few. Um, I love I love Victorian times. Um, that's quite a, a span, actually. That's nearly a hundred years worth of time span. Um, but it's just so beautiful. The clothes were so um, detailed and fitted and and gorgeous and romantic. And so I, I love that. I and this is this is of course my uh, Marie Antoinette has been an idol since I was a little girl. So I've I've loved this time period and. Um, one of the most challenging things about this time period is even today when you try to do something like this, it's just kerching, kerching. It, it, expen- it was expensive yeah. then, it's expensive now.
0: And presumably they, they were able to get some of the best people of that time period oh. to be working on these things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> when you look at some of the embroideries and the, the craftsmanship that went into these outfits. And some of them were, you know, Mary Antoinette very rarely wore the same dress twice. So it's just gorgeous.
0: Like flat out ever? Like, oh, just like, yeah, I wore I mean, that dress There, there were just a few
1: <laughs> that she really loved that she wore maybe two or three times, but then that, that's it. Um, and so it's just this enormous expense. Um, but then in, in modern day, as a as a thing, um, as a contrast, I made a, a vest and a and a coat for a friend, a big the frock coat for the men. That is in that time period, but I did it very simple. It was just black velvet with gold buttons, but it had to have 55 gold buttons. So that's, that was $150 in buttons <laughs> and you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it gets insane. So, wow. and that was something, let's go simple. $150. A
0: <laughs> just in buttons. Just in buttons.
1: And they were they're were plastic buttons. They're not even the good buttons. <laughs> oh my word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So when you get to the start of one of these productions, like I guess Marie is a great example because that's what's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you start? Like, do you just start looking up images, and or do you go straight for the fabrics and just start playing? Or
1: um, I research. I I just start. I start reading about the period. I read a bunch of books about Marie Antoinette. I listen to music from that time period. Um, sometimes I, I listen to the music while I'm reading the books just to sort of have this immersive experience. And, and every once in a while, I'll just have something pop into my head where I'm like, oh, we're going to do that. That's going to be great. Um, and then, of course, uh, Pinterest is a huge... Um, website for me. A lot of people think it's fun and silly, but it has completely changed the way. No, there's
0: serious boards there for all Uh, kinds of design of of any shape.
1: I get so many ideas from Pinterest. and um, Company dancer Sarah Tallman actually introduced me to it because I used to do concept boards and and research the old school way, where you have canvas, and then you, you cut out magazine photos right. and print off things that you find online. And so we were going to talk about a production, and I said, you know, bring me pictures. And she said, I started to do that, and then I just made a Pinterest board. And I said, like, yeah. I don't know what is that. And I was like, oh, this is ama- Like this is more data than I've ever gotten from any choreo- choreography <laughs> yes. before. So, um, so that has completely. Um, revolutionize the way i i do some of my stuff and then i'll find something and then i'll i'll go to like the met um the met has an amazing website and then they have a lot of books that you can download that are pdf um when you want like no i need the actual history of something and then um versailles uh, has a website so um for this particular piece i went to that and
0: yeah the, the digital resources out there are kind of astounding and and people like I just on one of my other podcasts I was talking to a guy from the Library of Congress and they have a whole digital collection and they have like you know and it's free like five some million of free. megapixel photos you can just pull and just oh, like yes. zoom in Seriously. on historical photographs and yeah it's just offered freely and
1: and some of those are see, so valuable you know because you can you can study like for example you could study the 1940s but then you could go to Library of Congress and see a photo of the 1940s of what do people just wear every day? Because mm-hmm. because if you go to design in the 1940s, it might be like a little too fabulous, a little mm-hmm. too like nobody too nice, you know. And then some, yeah. someone comes to you after the show and like, I had a skirt like that when I was young, and and but the the bow, no, no on the bow. And I'm like, ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Will you really get like running commentary like that? Sometimes, from audience yeah. Audience but I find it
1: really val But, but I'll like pick their brand. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. So, um, but but uh, sometimes those common every day like how do people look every day but but yeah the online resources are amazing so
0: so you you talked a little bit how uh, the costumes are are a mix of contemporary and uh, old, not old fashioned just older centuries design Um, and I'm I'm sort of just interested in general the the kinds of creative decisions you have to make because dancers do have to be able to move and bend and, and pose in different ways Yes. And does that does that conflict sometimes with the visual goal of a costume, or, or is it?
1: Does it conflict sometimes? Sometimes I want to go crazy, and then, <laughs> so I go big, and then I'm like, okay, let's reel it in a little bit. <laughs> it's, um, there's a lot of considerations actually as I as I start to draw a costume or conceive of a costume one of the easiest things for me mentally is I start from the, the head and I, I now move down the body and I think about it and I'm so familiar with everyone's movements and different things that they do. So all, um, I think about safety, um, you know, bows that have loops can catch fingers and break fingers, for partnering,
2: um, especially partnering
1: mm-hmm. when, when the, the, the woman is spinning the, the, the man will hold her waist. And sometimes it's an illusion, and sometimes he's helping her spin. But but if there's something at the waist that's going to catch his hands, or we've mm-hmm. had um, rhinestones, actually, like the diamonds fall out, and you just have the prongs that oh, no. hold the diamond oh, no. and just... Shred.
2: It's like a hand. medieval torture device. Yeah, pretty like much. And then and, then, and then there's
1: just blood all over the costume, and it's like, oh, let me take care of this that. It
0: Became a tragedy. Yes. yes,
1: I'm like, this is like, this is a different show. Um, <laughs> but that's real blood. Um, so I think about safety. I, th- I think about movement. Um, like, will this enhance the dancer? Um, I adjust the design. Based on the dancer, like there's designs I would do for Meredith because she's so tall that I wouldn't necessarily do for Sarah Tallman because she's quite petite. So I can I could do um, you know r- ridiculous volume skirts on Meredith, like and Gothic can,
2: folk tale. Yeah, that was that was a heavy dress. Like I got to work out because I was like, there are so many ruffles. Release <laughs> so many the kraken Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. But yeah, yeah. sorry.
1: Yeah, so. So, the, I mean, the, yeah, there's definitely... I'm trying to think of all the things I think about when I, when I design a costume. It's dancer dancer personality. Who is the dancer going to be? Like, sometimes it's very character-based. Um, but I, I like to make that connection between the dancer and their costume. Because if they feel good, then they can wear the costume, forget about it, and just know that they just can do their choreography and it looks amazing. Um, and so that that's another thing I focus on. I feel like there's that mental connection between the costumes. Some costume designers don't don't do that, and there's times where I'm like, "This is not about your mental connection. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this,
2: this is just what was required.
1: This is what you need to look like.
0: Not a yes. special so, snowflake today. Yeah. This is yes. just yeah. gotta work. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes
2: you're a part of the core, and you you don't have that kind of like special because everyone needs to be uniform.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but everybody. It's kind of like. It, Ballet dancers are very aware of what they look like, and so you want them to look good and feel good and feel that they look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's that character aspect too. So it's like, oh, now I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, a
2: hussy, <laughs> a hussy, <laughs> or like I'm gonna be a hussy, <laughs> yeah, or like a crazy Italian mama, yeah, or like. Yeah.
1: And and so then it then it's um but then it becomes fun. So there's still that connection, yeah. even though it's not necessarily like I'm the most beautiful, perfect thing on stage and <laughs> um which I always try to go for, but then it's like I'm gonna be this character. So so still making that connection. But anyway, I diverged a little bit. No, um, that's that's
0: good. Um, oh, yeah. My my uh, boss at my other job um, d- he does research on fun and he actually talks a lot about costumes in it and I th- always thought it was an interesting way he put it was like dressing up as a cop on Halloween is fun yes being a cop on Halloween is not, not fun that. and it's just that, that interesting disparity there of of why play makes something fun and
1: yeah and costume can help you it's just one facet of the production but it can help. Get the performer in that mental mindset it's Sometimes They don't even feel like they're in character Until they're in costume mm-hmm. And then it, everything comes together um, And that's just some, something I'm so proud to be a part of That I can, I can help create that That just gives me the, the thrills
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> And your boss should totally come And do some fun research here at
0: Wonder. I think he should too
2: Because I mean we pretty much I mean it's hard work But we do play yeah. dress up and we do run around to music and jump around and have fun with our friends. It's kind of fun. <laughs>
1: but it is. It, it is. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a work hard, play hard yes. kind of thing. I,
0: I think most really creative spaces have to have both. Because like, yeah. you'd just be a factory if it was only work. And like you have to have that that play to figure things out.
1: It definitely helps. Because, like I said, it's such hard work. Um, but when you have that fun, playful side, it it lifts you up so you can keep going and keep Mm -hmm. working more. But when it's just hard work and it's just go, 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 like you, you get tired, you get tired easier. Mm -hmm. But when you have that fun, it's like, okay, I'm tired, but this is great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The good kind of exhaustion. Yeah. So, like any artist, I'm sure there's times when you get a little burnout or get a little stuck on something, maybe, or you're just like wonderfully blessed and you're always going. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's shaking <I'm> her head. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sometimes <laughs> you mentioned Pinterest, but are there certain places you go or do when you need to get out of rut or just need to get to a new place to to try something else?
1: Yeah, actually, um, and part of being a professional artist is sort of recognizing what you need and when you need it, and I've discovered... And, and you really have to discover it for yourself. You can't just tell someone, dude, you need a break. Like, Yeah. But I have discovered that the, the down times are just as important as the busy times. Because once your mind relaxes and you rejuvenate a little bit, you you come back and all of a sudden you're like I have 10 ideas because your brain has kind of reset in a way um so I like to do that uh I like to you know take breaks and it's like okay this is my break time let's let's really do this and let's really take a break and um I love the Denver Art Museum actually I uh, I love the European art uh collection floor and I love just looking at the paintings there, and sometimes just sitting there and zoning out and looking there's a couple of my favorites there, and they're all period pieces, of course <laughs> um, so so I like that and and sometimes, even though I've seen several of the paintings because I've gone there several times, um I come back and then i I look at them again and I see something new, and I feel something different and so that's really fun um. Or sometimes just going out, uh, going for a walk, like in the capital, or just doing something different. Um, just that different activity mm-hmm. will rejuvenate a little more and inspire. There's different books I read that I get ideas, and sometimes the ideas, like creative ideas, come from weird places. Like I'll I'll be staring at the sidewalk, and I'll see a leaf go by, and I'm like, Oh my god, I've got it!
0: Like (laughs) (laughs) like,
1: I don't know why that leaf was the catalyst for the idea that just popped in my head, but I we got we got we got show. Thank you,
0: leaf. (laughs) Thank you, leaf. I am a leaf in the wind. (laughs) Oh no, Firefly.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, we're all nerds here. Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's good. Nerds welcome. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> We're super nerds.
0: No, that's great. Um this is I mean, this may be more one of those stock questions, but do you have a favorite designer or are or, or certain people you follow, whether it's ballet or other fields, theater, film.
1: Oh yeah. Um Colleen Atwood um is amazing. She's she's uh Tim Burton's go to designer. I love her work. She's she's so inspiring. Um um, who else uh, Milena Canero uh, Kenner- I believe is her name she did um, Amri Antoinette um, and then she did Grand Budapest Hotel and different things I love I love designers that um, where you can tell when you see the movie that, that every attention to detail has been given and it's like that is the pinnacle I want to reach yeah. Like <laughs> that's my ultimate attainment <laughs>
0: And Grand Budapest is a great example because wow. Wes Anderson does pay that kind of attention oh
1: my gosh. in his movies. I love that movie. I watched <laughs> it recently and I was just like, this movie, how did this movie not be part of my life since it first came out? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just brilliant. And brilliant in so many different ways too, like the subtleties of costume. Um, sometimes costume designers will put like little private jokes in. And as, other, and as another costume designer, you're like, ah, like, oh, my God, that's not, <laughs> like, you're brilliant. That's so funny. And everyone's and I like, get why it. are you laughing? Like, why, yeah, why are you laughing? <laughs> and yeah, I, nowadays people are like, oh, whatever, it's a costume reference. I don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I love it because, Mike, uh, like, we, we, were, we were talking about movies, like, a couple months back. And the way that you were able to zone in on the soundtrack Mm-hmm. And like the attention that you paid to that and you were able to bring up all these moments and I was like, oh yeah, the music was really weird at that part. And it did kind of take me out of the moment. Mm-hmm. And then the way that Rachel is like, oh, that, that attention to detail and that little joke right there, that tied it into a later scene. It's just neat to be around so many like professionals mm-hmm. and you're like damn good at what you do. So it, <laughs> it it gives the full piece of art a much like deeper
1: yeah, it's, experience. It's great too working with different artists. Like, I, like I, it, it, this is such a great environment too, and and we have so many great artists that we work with. And so, it's not like oh, I have this question. If I ask it, I'm going to sound stupid, you know. But I'll go to Meredith and I'll be like, well, why, why is this more workable for you than than that? Like, tell me. Tell me you know mm-hmm. what is the basis behind this, or like why do you like your point shoes that way, or yeah, you know different things like that, and then um musicians and, and sometimes i I won't know how to figure something out, but we have a creative team where i'll I'll go to Seth Walter, our technical director, and I'll be like, "How would you do this?" and then I'll figure out how to do that in fabric and and but we help each other solve problems and but it's really interesting too because we all have our individual languages Mm -hmm. and so then we're trying to communicate to each other with our different languages and then translate back and then somehow we end up at this different place so but then it's like hey we solved it go team (laughs) so
0: yeah. Excellent. I will. My wild card question for the end, since you brought up Grand Budapest, was: Do you do you have an opinion? Are you rooting for anyone in the Academy Awards for costume, or did you see these films? Uh, I'll just read them off for the listener. Sure. Grand Budapest, Inherent Vice. That's P. T. Anderson. I love his movies. Um, Into the Woods, Maleficent, and Mr. Turner.
1: I have seen Grand, Buda- Grand Budapest Hotel, and I'm familiar with uh, Milena's work. And I haven't seen Into the Woods um, by Colleen Outwood, but I mean Colleen Outwood is amazing. And I saw I saw some um, some production stills, and I love how she mixed a lot of 1950s influence with the fairy tale. So it's almost, it, hmm. and that you'll see that in a lot of period movies too, where 1950s films are doing an era, but then there's a heavy influence of the current time in the makeup and the hair, and and so I love that she brought the 50s into that. Um, and then I haven't I haven't seen the other three. Um, which one am I be rooting for? I just love Grand <laughs> Budapest Hotel. It yeah. was so. I mean, I had parts where I was just crying. And I was laughing so hard. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. It's so weird, but I love it. Yeah.
0: But, and my thing is like Ray Fiennes. Like uh, you feel like he's been in every Wes Anderson movie, and you're like, this is your first one. Like you're so perfect. for Oh, this. he's so
1: perfect. And then I've seen him in other things, and then you see him in Grand Budapest and.
0: Well, he was he's Voldemort. Totally, yeah, he was Voldemort. And now
1: he's this really complicated character that is it was just perfect top to bottom. I loved it. So,
2: we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, we'll
0: see. Well, I want to thank you for joining us, Rachel, yeah. today. This was a great conversation. And Meredith for co hosting. Thank you for having um, me. Just to recap, See Marie uh, by Wonderbound. It opens February 14th at the Pace Center, and uh, the following weekend it'll open at the Pinnacle Charter Schools, and you can find ticket information at wonderbound.com. Um, follow Rachel on Twitter at Rogue Costumes. And I uh, just want to thank you for listening to the pseudo-show on Sunrise Robot, and you can find show notes and links to some of the things we talked about. If you head to sunriserobot.net slash show slash 15 you can see the show notes and uh if you like what we're doing here uh, there's a couple things you can do that'll really help out um our our fledgling network here you can rate our show on itunes or if you really love us you can go to our patreon and donate that's at patreon.com slash sunrise robot do it y'all thank you so much we'll see you next time